0: Welcome to Ghouls Night Out with your hostesses Brandy and Jody. Hello beautiful ghouls, welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister Jody. Hello. So, I have been talking to Dawn this oh, past I week love Dawn. Yes, she wrote in last week. Um so she sent in she actually sent in a picture. Um, It was from 2005 in St. Augustine, Florida, and she took a picture. She said she was um, doing a tour, and um, her sister took this picture while they were on a ghost tour in St. Augustine in 2005. She, She says, she and I were bringing up the rear of our tour group and stopped to take a photo of the Old City gates. Legend has it that a young girl named Elizabeth died near the gates of yellow fever and her spirit can still be seen near the gates at night, dancing and playing. Later that evening when we were having dinner, we were going through all the pictures we had taken on the tour. My sister came across this one and she asked me to look at it to tell her what I thought. I was shocked and said, you captured Elizabeth. So if you look to the left of the picture, you can clearly see the white form of the little girl but if you look to the right of the gates, you can see a soldier dressed in red with a cow. Then it um, says, we took this picture back to the tour company and showed them. They were in awe of the picture and gave us some name of a gal who worked in paranormal things at the university in Jacksonville and told us to contact her. We did, and she was in St. Augustine the next day. We showed her the picture, and she examined it pretty well. She told us that she thought we had actually captured a picture of Elizabeth. She also thought that it was a Spanish soldier with his cow on the right side of the picture. Um, She says the picture is just so fun. I love showing it to people. Either people believe it's Elizabeth or there are skeptics who try to debunk it. Um, And she said, let me know what you think. So I'm going to put this picture. It's either going to be in the podcast description or... I'll make it the um, actual podcast picture for this week if I can't figure it out and let us know what you guys think. But I think they're both clear as day and you can see them and it's a really, really awesome picture.
1: And it's best if you don't look on your phone because it's it's really hard to see. Yeah.
0: The bigger, the better. So if you can look on it on a computer, that would be better. Um, and she also sent in a second story from her townhouse that she has now. Nice. She starts Hello, there, ghoul friends. I'm finally getting around to sending you my second story on my ghost room. You know that there are something here that likes to mimic me, and both my grandson and daughter have heard it called them a couple times. I probably should have started my story with this one first, as it was our first real encounter with weird things in this room. Here goes. It was three years ago when I went out of state with my mom for a week. My daughter was home alone while I was gone. On my third day gone, I got a phone call from her around 11 o'clock at night. She had been gone all evening, and when she came home, she was surprised to see that the light was on in Forrest's room, a.k.a. the ghost room. Now, she had been out each night and came home after dark, and there was never a light on in that room. To give you a clearer view, this room is right above the garage, so we always have a clear view of this window when coming and going. I asked her if she had been in the room at all before she left, and she assured me that she hadn't even been upstairs since she had been gone, or since I had been gone. Since it was late, I didn't want her to bother the neighbors and ask them to go in the house with her. I told her to call her friend whom she had been with that night and have him come over and go through the house with her. She called him, and he wasn't comfortable coming over and going through the house, so he called the police. The police arrived, and she let them in and explained the story. They went through the whole house and didn't find anything, so things were quiet then for a while in the room. One weekend night, my daughter and I went to a late movie. When we came home, everything looked good, and there were no lights on in the house. I came upstairs past the ghost room to get to my room. I put on my pajamas and came out when I was walking past the room I noticed that the door was open a little and the light was on in the room. So that light was not on when we came home and that door was not open when I walked past it five minutes before. I hollered downstairs and asked my daughter if she had just been up there in the room. She stated that she had not been upstairs since we got home. I told her what was going on. I was a bit freaked out but knew that this room had a tendency for lights to go on by themselves. I went to the room and checked everything out and found nothing. One thing you have to understand about this room, we may go into this room once every two weeks to get something out of the closet. It's my grandson's room, so it's only used when he is here, which isn't as often anymore since he started school last year. One other thing, we have two cats and a, and had a dog. My poor little guy crossed the Rainbow Bridge two weeks ago. Aww. One of our cats would sit outside the room and just stare at the door daily and numerous times a day. My dog would also sit in the hall a bit away from the door and just stare at it. That always kind of weirded me out too. Not sure what's going on, but it's strange. So my next story that I will send to you next week is one that actually had me so scared that I went running to my neighbors waving a hammer while in my pajamas <laughs> as, I, as they were pulling into their driveway. Yep, I'm the crazy lady who has no shame. Stay funny, Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait for that story. Yeah, really. <laughs> but the fact that animals were responding to that yeah, is crazy to that's,
1: me. Yeah.
0: However, they weren't freaked out by it. Mm-mm. It sounded like they were very curious. So, I mean, that I don't think that would be a scary thing necessarily or a bad thing. Just something's there except for the mimicking well yeah that's, that's creepy. just rude yeah that is creepy and if she says her her next story like who knows it could have gotten way worse yeah though. we'll just have to wait for that one so thank you again so much don for writing in we appreciate it so much yes we do um and she also posted on the facebook page that she had shared our information so thank you again for that And then I have some embarrassing moments to start out this week. Yay. (laughs) Okay, first one. My college roommate used to work at this chicken restaurant called Chicken Express. We would go eat at a location close to campus. This was not the location that he actually worked at, pretty often because it's delicious. One time he tells me, hey man, when you order the tenders, make sure you say shibby shibby after the order. That's the code to tell them that you work at Chicken E and they'll hook you up with like 20 chicken tenders Maybe it was wishful thinking or just plain stupidity, but I totally believed him We drove through the drive-thru and he was in the back seat The conversation with the employee went like this "Um, I'll have a num- uh, two number ones with mashed potatoes Shibby shibby Okay, two number ones with mashed potatoes and what was the last thing? Shibby shibby having trouble hearing you a what now shibby shibby sir <laughs> i have no idea what you're trying to say you want to pull around <laughs> at which point i look back and see my friend almost turning blue from trying to hold in his laughter he totally lost it and i just drove off
1: <laughs> oh my god that was great <laughs> i know right <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I'd be able to be in that back seat, not just cracking oh up. I mean, no, even the first Shibby. I would have <laughs> lost it.
2: I would have totally lost it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
0: Okay, next one. This happened to a coworker, but I cringed for her. She sent an email to her staff that was supposed to read, I'm taking a sick day. Instead, she wrote, I'm taking a dick day.
1: <laughs> How do you get one of those? I fucking oh want God, a dick I day. Paid
2: dick day? <laughs> Fuck Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't <laughs> you be in the handbook <laughs> Fuck
0: yes <laughs> it should be in every handbook <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> Okay next one When I was in my early 20s I moved to London and to celebrate I went out to meet friends in Camden It was a beautiful sunny day Arctic Monkeys was on my iPod And I was feeling myself I was an independent woman Bossing life As I walked down the street, I noticed a few people staring, but thought, who could blame them? I look great. I stopped to wait at the lights, and a lady driving a bus rolled down the window and started talking to me. As I took my earphones out, I heard her shout, your knickers are out! I suddenly realized that everyone was shouting out of their cars or honking their horns. My cross-body bag had ridden my dress all the way up to my waist. I was mortified... Such a humbling experience when you so obviously needed it. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh my God, I would die. <laughs> and it always happens when you're just feeling on top of the world, too. Next one I was in college in Texas, sitting at a red light, driving my enormous Chevy Caprice white station wagon. Uh, 15 years old, a hand me down gift from my grandma, who I adore, so I could have my very own college car. The term shagwag would be appropriate to describe this couch on wheels. At a red light, a pickup pulls up in the lane next to me. And the driver is full-on hot Texan cowboy. He leaned out his window and said, "You're smoking." At first, I thought I heard wrong, so I full-on ignored him. When I didn't acknowledge his comment, he leaned out and reiterated, "You're smoking." This time, I thought, "Well, I'll take the compliment." In my best flirty girl voice, keep in mind I was a math major from Chicago, I said, thanks. And then he goes, no, your car, it's smoking. (laughs) I whipped my head around. Sure enough, large white plumes of exhaust were coming from my tailpipe. I was mortified. (laughs) Thankfully, the light turned green that next moment. He drove off and completely red-faced, I drove to the nearest parking lot and called my dad. (laughs) What are you going to think? I know. He should have worded it differently. Yes. It's totally his fault, hot cowboy. Your car is smoking. (laughs) How hard is that? Next one. My husband and I were at a restaurant for our anniversary dinner. The waitress asked if it was a special occasion, and I proudly said it was our anniversary. A few minutes later, an opera singer stopped by someone else's table and sang a happy anniversary song. It was very loud and for some reason very uncomfortable when our waitress returned i whispered if the reason you asked about the special occasion is because of that singing lady we don't want that she reiterated acknowledging no singing lady a few minutes later i realized she was the singing lady we couldn't get the check and get out of there fast enough (laughs) we don't want that (laughs) Next one. When I was 13, I was flying home. uh, I was flying alone to visit my best friend for spring break. As this was the mid-90s, my dad walked me to the gate and waited with me until I could board the plane. I used to spend an hour blow-drying my naturally curly hair to straighten it with a round brush, and my dad started messing with my hair. I said, "Dad, you're ruining my blow (laughs) job." While I naively pretended like he might not know what I was talking about, he made some joke about Monica Lewinsky. I was mortified and couldn't get on the plane fast enough. Oh my god. That's such a dad thing to do. Next one, I was a few days into a new job in a small, formal, but friendly company during the winter, and everyone but the boss had caught a cold that was going around. As the team chatted during a coffee break, he jokingly said that he was feeling left out, and the conversation moved on to ways one might catch a cold, should you be trying to do so. Normal things like heading out without a coat, etc. came up, and the conversation had pretty much come to a close. Then, for some reason, I offered him my coffee cup and said, "Perhaps you'd like to lick my rim." Oh my God! <laughs> the words hung in the air for what seemed like an eternity, and then we all turned around and went back to work. <laughs> me utterly mortified with what my mouth had vocalized before my brain could edit for accidental obscenity. <laughs> oh my God, I would die.) <laughs> sometimes people just don't think before they talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Next one, I was in grad school living with my parents to save money and had just finished a late night paper. Super tired but wired, I decided an orgasm was just what I needed to help me fall asleep. For some reason, I brought a toy downstairs and took care of business on the living room couch. The next thing I know, it's morning and my poor dad is walking through the living room seeing his darling daughter asleep on the couch with her huge purple dildo with balls and veins on the coffee table next to her. He did not talk to me or look at me in the eye for several days. <laughs> Poor daddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It could have been worse. Yeah, yeah. he could have walked in while mm-hmm. things were happening. Next one, when I was around six or seven years of age, I was really into gymnastics. But one thing that bugged me was how bunchy my underwear would look under my leotard. So, one practice I decided I would try going commando. Unfortunately, it was also the same day I selected a leotard with a snap crotch. Oh, my God. Here I am, all proud, doing my splits when boing! The oh snaps God. pop all the way open and my leotard pulls up to my waist, leaving me completely exposed. Lesson learned. Oh, my God. <laughs> Poor thing. I don't... That's... I don't know. <laughs> what a, that's horrible. And she was like six. Anyway. <laughs> uh, next one. I was driving to the airport when I had the most sudden urge to go to the bathroom. That horrible, gut-clenching urge. I practically skidded off the road to a gas station and made a beeline for the toilet. Post-decimation, I bought a pack of gum because the restroom was for customers only. The teenage boy clerk rang me up and said, Do you have gas? In my already mortified state, I felt shocked and horror and replied, No, I have diarrhea. Turns out he meant gas for the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh next one I was 29 and interviewing for my at the time dream job it was a tech company that was rapidly growing and when I showed up at their office they let me know that all the meeting rooms were full and we'd have to move across street into their new building to find a space for the interview we had to walk maybe 50 feet to get to the other building and I was walking in between my two interviewers as we were walking and making small talk I felt something wet land on my face I should point out that it was a crystal clear blue sky day, so I quickly realized what had happened and froze in place. My interviewers carried on for a few steps before stopping when they turned and asked, is everything okay? To which I had to reply, a bird just pooped in my face. (laughs) They looked horrified and also as if they were trying to hold back their laughter. I had to head inside, find the washroom, which meant I had to walk through the office to get there. Wash up and then I just carried on with my interview. I got the job at the end and the story became urban legend as the office grew. I'll never forget the new employee that came to me one day telling me the story of the girl who was pooped on during an interview (laughs) and I got to tell her yes it was true, I knew because it was me. (laughs) (laughs) What a way to be remembered. Next one. My oldest son had his kindergarten class over for his sixth birthday, Pan's parents. At one point, all of the little girls disappeared into our bedroom and came back out wearing all of my underwear and bras. They'd bypassed the everyday old maternity underwear drawer and found this special occasion selection. I tried to be casual, but while quickly getting everything off of them. But when the time the parents showed up, I mentioned that the kids had played dress up in case they brought it up. I thought I had gotten everything back and adverted, adverted crisis, but I had not. For the next few days, stuffed in my son's cubby garden, I received little baggies, balled-up pieces of foil, and other discreetly packaged packages containing thongs, thigh-high stockings, etc. (laughs) I can only imagine the conversations these parents must have had when they discovered these particular clothing items stowed away on their tiny children, but I appreciate the lengths they went to to make sure everything was returned discreetly. (laughs) (laughs) And this is my last one. I was 24 and flying alone. At the time, it was still a novel experience for me, and I was very aware of wanting to appear a sophisticated solo jet setter. I had the window seat and an attractive guy sat next to me. I kept on my headphones and made eye contact and trying to keep as cool as I could as I thumbed through my magazine. We were taxing the runway when he wordlessly offered me a piece of gum. I accepted and put the wrapper in the pocket of the seat in front of me. A few minutes later, we were taking off, and I noticed his outstretched hand out of the corner of my eye. It immediately occurs to me that he might be afraid of flying, and we were about to have a moment. I took his hand and held it, squeezed it even in reassurance. Then, to my horror, he withdrew my hand, removed his headphones, and said to me, I was just going to take your gum wrapper. <laughs> I tried to recover with a, "All oh, right, right, yeah, as I fished the wrapper out and gave it to him. And then sat mortified for the next three hours trying not to make any contact with him. (laughs) Aww. And those are my embarrassing
1: moments for the week. All right. Well, this week I did true stories of creepy things that happen to people that they can't explain. Yay. I got this from BuzzFeed. Number one is called This Bathroom Intruder. Ew. When I was 10, I woke up in the middle of the night because there was a lot of noise coming from the bathroom down the hall. I decided to walk to my parents' room, and as I passed the bathroom, I stopped and turned to look inside. There was an inexplicably tall, shadowy figure rummaging through one of the bathroom drawers. When I stopped, the figure turned to look at me. I was wide awake but assumed it was just my father. I climbed into my parents' bed, told my mother that my dad was making so much noise in the bathroom, it woke me up. However, my dad was still in bed. No one had gotten up in the night, so I have no idea what I saw rummaging through the bathroom drawer, but I will never forget it. Oh my God, that is creepy. That sounds like someone was in their house looking for something. Yeah. But, one, why didn't the parents wake up? Yeah.
0: Two... That is like such a... Like like you said, that could 100% be a real person like robbing them. Mm-hmm. But for something to be like that, I don't know, mysterious and creepy about and it... if they were robbing them? Why would they be in the bathroom? And why, why would they, they, they be so
1: loud? Yeah, that's weird. Super weird. Ugh, I don't like it. Number two, this Christmas message. My aunt used to live in this old house that everyone in the family joked was haunted one year on christmas day she woke up and went down to the living room to find that all the sofa cushions had been arranged on the floor into the shape of a cross only she and her husband lived there and they both swore neither of them did it safe to say i never slept over there again
0: Oh, again yeah weird random and like what weird oh my gosh that's so and like did anything ever happen other than that
1: you know what i mean like what is that i don't know number three this double glasses trouble i have a habit of reading before bed one night i finished reading set my book on the nightstand and put my glasses on top of it like i always do but the next morning my glasses were gone i know i had them when i went to sleep because my vision is bad enough that there's no way i could have read without them at the time, I didn't have a backup pair, so my parents came over to help me look for them. We searched all over my apartment, but they were just gone. So my parents took me to get a new pair. Months later, I went through the same nighttime routine, but when I woke up in the morning, both pairs of glasses <gasps> were sitting on top of the book I'd been reading. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Ooh, what? <laughs> that is just creepy. Oh my gosh. It's that- <laughs> not... It's It's because they weren't just on the table they were on the book exactly so there's no fucking
0: way yeah. that that would have been there oh my gosh that is creepy
1: number four this lost and found wallet i once lost my wallet and couldn't find it anywhere fast forward three full years my mother and i went out to her car and sitting right on the passenger seat was my lost wallet oh <gasps> The car was locked. My mom always locks it when she parks, and everything was still in it. It was like it was never missing. Oh my gosh! Where was it? I don't Where know. Where was it? It was, this an, whole
2: time. it was in
0: another dimension. And then the other guy in the other dimension put it on his car seat, and it got
1: switched. Switched, back? yeah. Something crazy. <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. Number five. This kind of guide. I'm blind. This is relevant to the story, I promise. When I was a little girl, I would always ask my mom when my dad was getting home from work. He got home at a different time every night, so naturally my mom would always say she didn't know. Anyway, one day I asked my usual question and got the usual I don't know from my mother before going into my room. As soon as I entered my room, this voice said, Your dad will be home in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. I was freaked out. My mom remembers me running out to her, shaking and crying. I told her what happened, and she panicked, thinking someone was in the house. She grabbed my younger sisters and took us all outside until my dad got home, in exactly 15 minutes. My mom told my dad what happened, and he went in the house to check. There was no one there. After this instance, the same man spoke to me several more times. He told me his name was Jose, and that he didn't want to hurt me, only protect me. My mom always tells me that I would say he was holding my hand, walking with me, so I wouldn't crash into anything. He never Aww. once hurt me. Oh,
0: Isn't that sweet? That is her spirit guide. So cool. I love that. I bet the first time he was like, I'm just going to try. And she
1: freaked <laughs> out. He's like, oh shit. Yeah, that was a bad idea. <laughs> Oops. I love that. Number six. This French speaker. I am an only child and the only granddaughter on both sides of the family, and also a child of the 90s. So long story short, my childhood was filled with trips to department stores to get professional photography done for my grandparents to hang all over their houses. (laughs) I hated this ritual, especially as a toddler, and would frequently cry and throw tantrums when I was plopped down in front of a stranger with a camera. Once during a particularly bad meltdown when I was one and a half, and not speaking much yet, my screams became very distinct, saying, Made, Made, I think that's how you say it, which has helped me in French. Hmm. Nobody in my family is French. No one had ever spoken French to me that we know of. Fast forward 12 years to middle school when I randomly became obsessed with French culture. Within a startling short period of time, I picked up the language as naturally as if I had spoken it my whole life. My family always jokes that I must have been French in a past life, but I'm still like, wait, was I? Yes. That's what it sounds like. For sure. Number seven, this nightmare knocked. Back in high school, I lived with my sister and her girlfriend in a very well-secured house. One day, my sister told me they were going out for a bit, so I stayed home to watch over the pets. We had my cat and two puppies in my room with two older dogs in my sister's room. My sister's girlfriend had a super loud jeep, so I always knew when they left. Like 20 minutes later, there was an aggressive pounding on my bedroom door. At first, I thought it was my imagination, but my cat started hissing at the door. Ooh. The pups are whining, and the other two older dogs started barking really loud. The pounding on my door continued, and I was really freaked out. I plucked up the courage and decided to go out, but there was no one there, and when I checked the back door and the front door, both were made of metal they were locked this happened like four more times until i finally just moved out oh my gosh i don't like that no i'd probably never shut that door no no that's scary but then what if it still happened (laughs) oh no i would move (laughs) oh that's what she did or he whoever number eight this ghostly visitor about 10 years ago we were at our cottage and i saw our neighbor's elderly mother the original owner i sat, hadn't seen her in years but there she was down at the dock early one morning i waved and she waved back but didn't say anything about a month later i saw her daughter who only visits once a year as she lives quite far away down at the dock and i mentioned seeing her mother the previous month she just stared at me then she told me that her mother died last year it totally freaked me out because i'm positive it was her Oh my gosh. That is
0: so creepy. That's like my dream ghost experience though. Just seeing someone and being like, oh look, there's whatever. And Mm -hmm. then be like,
1: oh they died last year. (laughs) Number nine, this repeated dream. I remember when I was little I would have this repeated dream of walking into my parents' room while no one was there. Every time I was wearing the same pink and brown polka dot pajama dress. I would stand there for a couple seconds until these long hands reached out from under the bed and grabbed my ankles. Then I would just scream and scream. I remember the creature looked kind of like a fucked up version of Gollum from The Lord of the Rings. Anyway... fucked up version? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? That must be really bad. (laughs) Anyway, it was terrifying every time, but the scariest part was that I would always wake up on the floor of my room instead of my bed. I'm over it now, but it used to scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Was that it? That was it. What the fuck? I don't know. Ooh, why would they be on the floor? I know. That's what I was thinking. That's the last place I would want to wake up. Oh my gosh. That's scary. Number 10. This necklace reappearance. A few years ago, I lost a necklace and tore my house up looking for it before I finally gave up. About six months later, I found it under my pillow one morning, like the tooth fairy had left it for me or something. I had washed the sheets many times since losing the necklace, and it was a pretty heavy pendant, not something that would easily go unnoticed in the wash. I still have no idea how it ended up there. Crazy. Uh, Number 11, the spooky conversation. My mother always told me stories about how when I was little, I would see things. One story in particular was the time I was at a neighbor's house playing with their daughter. Apparently, I stopped playing, sat at the bottom of the stairs, and started talking and laughing with someone who wasn't there. Oh, my God. They said I had a full-on conversation, and when they asked what I was doing, I said, the lady. Don't you see the lady? She keeps floating down the stairs in her dress. Mm. After that, they walked me home, and I was not allowed over there again. (laughs)
0: that's so scary like, though
2: uh,
1: you keep your creepy kid <laughs> over here okay? I would totally do the same <laughs> number 12 this prediction it was the beginning of May and I was six months pregnant with my fourth kid I had a dream that she would be born on August 19th I thought that was very weird because I had dreamt about the gender of all my kids before but I had never dreamt of a specific date I told my husband and my mom about it Fast forward to May 19th, my husband and I went to a Chinese restaurant. My fortune cookie read, remember, three months from this day, good things are in store for you. Fast forward three months and I went into labor on August 18th. I was like, well, I guess my dream and my fortune cookie were close, but not exact. Well, labor took a lot longer than expected. and My baby was born at 12.04 a.m. on August 19th. Holy shit. That's crazy. Well, not only that, is she dreamt of her yeah, the gender for every one of them. It's like, well. Why are you surprised? Yeah. That's very true. Number 13, this gift. I guess you could say I have the gift. When I moved into my childhood home at age five, I couldn't sleep the whole night through for the first two months because I was convinced the house would burn down. I was never afraid of fires before that but i insisted on popping the screens out of all the windows i asked for a fireman's ladder for my birthday and for christmas i showed my friends how to escape out of my window in case of an emergency etc still there was never a fire, fire while i lived there i moved back into that house in my early 20s after my dad had his first three heart attacks I ran to the pharmacy one day when I suddenly got a call saying the house was on fire. When I rolled up, the fire looked exactly how I imagined it would as a kid. Luckily, everyone survived. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! I got
0: but you know what? I wonder if it was like the chicken or the egg kind of thing. Like,
1: did she see it because it happened, or did she will it to happen? I don't know. That's an awful long time to to know about it. I guess. Number 14, this lost time. My boyfriend and I work together but rarely leave the house at the same time. However, one morning we were on the same shift. Now I like to get up, have a hot drink, and chill for a bit before leaving, whereas my boyfriend gets up and goes immediately. So this particular morning I did my usual routine. I got up an hour before him, made my drink, and browsed my phone. Next thing I know, what seemed like literal seconds later, my boyfriend was downstairs telling me that we were going to miss the bus if I didn't get up to go. I looked down at my phone again, and an hour had passed. My drink is stone cold. I know I didn't fall asleep, but I lost an hour and have no memory of doing anything. What the fuck? Ew. I don't know. Sometimes when I get online or something, it does seem like an hour goes by like...
0: i could yeah i definitely could see that however the fact because you know even if you're like scrolling your phone or whatever you like idly pick up your coffee take a drink you Mm -hmm. know if it was still
1: sitting there full stone cold like that's weird yeah that is weird number 15 this past life when I was learning how to talk as a child, I would frequently tell my mom stories about what she calls my past life. I would tell her super detailed stories of where I lived, what I did, what my father was like, etc. My mom would ask me questions and I'd reply with, well, you wouldn't know, you weren't there. Because <laughs> I would also talk about my other mom a lot. She says they were they were such specific things that I couldn't have possibly seen or heard them anywhere to repeat later. I don't remember any of this but i wish i did that's so weird i know it's just so much proof out there of past
0: lives there's Mm -hmm. just how how can these things happen and there
1: not be some sort of reincarnation yeah number 16 this horrifying chat for a few weeks while my grandmother was very sick leading up to her death she would stare off and talk to specific dead relatives Saying things like, I'll see you soon, Alice, and I'm coming soon, Ma- Mabel. Aww. It was always specifically dead relatives. However, one day she started talking to her brother, Henry. We thought that was super weird because Henry was alive until we got a call the next day that Henry had died. Oh my God. Oh my God. Ooh. I don't like the chills. <laughs> okay. Number 17. This returned a ring. I was in middle school and accidentally dropped a ring my dad had bought me on the school bus. I couldn't find it for the life of me before I had to get off the bus. I went to bed that night literally sobbing and praying that it would somehow show back up because that ring meant the world to me. I woke up the next morning and for some reason thought to myself, hey, maybe by some kind of miracle it's under the pillow. I started feeling under my pillow and lo and behold, the ring was there. Shut the fuck up. I still have no way to explain how it happened. What? See... That, like what else could it be? I that had know. to be parent, like supernatural. Yeah, she lost it on the bus. Yes, that's insane. Oh my god. Number eighteen, and finally this absurd no thank you of a story. <laughs> when I was a kid, my grandma gave me ten Barbie dolls she got at a yard sale. I didn't like Barbies very much, but these particular ones were weird. They were from the sixties. This was in the late eighties. Some of them had their eyes blacked out, majority of them didn't have any clothes, and a few of them had writing on them that I couldn't read. They creeped me out, so I put them in a box in the back corner of my closet with a bunch of stuff piled on top of it. I don't blame you. Yeah, that's creepy. After I got them, I would have this recur- reoccurring dream about a little girl named Rose who would tell me that my dolls weren't supposed to be naked and that the naked dolls would get us in trouble. <laughs> She would then dress them and line the dolls up on my bed. Rose scared me. She was always dirty, had blacked out eyes like the dolls, and smelled horrific. Sometimes I could still smell her when I would wake up from those dreams, but I didn't tell anyone about her because the dreams were so scary and real. Usually the day after I had that dream, we would come home after being gone all day. No one would be home at all and those fucking dolls would be dressed, lined up side by side, on my bed, just like the dream. My mom would always be unsettled by the discovery, because no one would have been home to do this, and because the dolls creeped her out too. After this happened several more times, I finally told my mom about my dream. She tried to hide the fact that it freaked her out, but I could tell. The last time I had the dream, I told my mom about it right when I woke, when I woke from it. Before we left for the day, my mom locked all the dolls in our shed that we had in the backyard. But when we got home that night, those fucking dolls were all lined up on my bed, completely dressed. We took the dolls to the dump the next day, and I never had that dream or saw, smelled, rose again. Holy shit. Mm. That is one
0: of the scariest stories I think we've ever had on here. That, yeah, that's just... That's beyond... Ugh. I think you could have stopped when you said the eyes were blacked out and there was weird writing on the naked dolls, and that's (laughs) creepy. But then to smell her, too? Oh, my gosh. That is so... Yuck. So scary. Okay. All right, I just have some strange things. First one, I had a friend in high school who I stopped speaking to when she transferred in grade, grade 10. Two years later, I have a dream that I visited her new school and sat in the back of a math class with her. In the dream, her teacher was a tall brunette with curly hair and wearing glasses. The next day, I get a message on Facebook from said friend, which is completely out of the blue because we hadn't spoken in months. She asks me how I'm doing and I tell her about my dream. She freaks out and tells me that she sits in the back of her math class and her teacher fit the description I gave her from my dream perfectly. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's weird. Next one, my mother passed away in 2008. When she finally passed and, quote, gave up the ghost, my two brothers and I were all holding on to her and doing our best to comfort her. At the foot of the bed, both my dog and her dog, both Jack Russell's, were both very still and staring at her, and when she finally passed, both dog's heads went up and over to the corner of the ceiling. Mm-hmm. They were in complete unison as they watched something go up and out of the bedroom. I'm not a religious person, but I find comfort in what I saw that afternoon. That is creepy. That is creepy. Next one, when I was a teenager, we went to our local cemetery to visit our granddad's grave. On the way back to the car, I saw one of those little white crosses on a grave, the kind you put on before you get a headstone. It was horizontal, but the name had fallen off onto the grave. I felt bad seeing it, so I picked it up and put it back onto the cross. That night, I woke up, and at the end of my bed, I saw a guy sitting in a chair with his head thrown back. His throat looked like it was cut or something, and it was an awful mess. He had brown hair, a blue shirt, and jeans on. I was absolutely terrified and screamed out for my parents. They came into the room, and it was gone. I hadn't touched anything in a graveyard since. That's scary. Okay, next one. I was a kid playing with Legos and noticed a few were in the bucket that didn't look like mine. The plastic was faded, older, and definitely of a different generation. I would build spaceships all day. Then when I went to bed and woke up, there would be holes in the spaceships where the old bricks would be. Being a seven-year-old, my biggest concern was that the air was getting out and my crew was suffocating before uh, they went into battle, so I quickly pulled them apart and put new bricks in where the old ones were, but now that I think about it, it always struck me as odd. Once I tripped at the top of the stairs, I was worried because I knew landing would hurt and because my dog was at the bottom. I was headed right for her. Anyhow, when I landed, it was like I fell on top of an air bubble. I didn't even touch my dog, and she remained sleeping. I have no idea how neither of us was hurt. Ooh, that's weird. Yeah. And the, the Legos? Yeah. Weird. Next one, driving from Cancun to Merida at night about 10 years ago. Middle of the road, there's a huge pothole, so I swerve to avoid it. About 200 meters ahead, I notice a car it has got its hazards on. It's parked on the side of the road, so I decided to stop and check to see if they needed help. I thought it might be a flat tire. I parked, approached the car, and as I got closer, I saw what appeared to be two passengers in the back. There was no one in the driver's seat, and those two figures I had seen were mannequins with wigs and faces drawn on with a marker or something.
1: What the fuck? I don't know.
0: What is that noise? It's the (laughs) camera. A few years ago me and a bunch of friends were on a trip at my friend's parents cabin. It was in the middle of nowhere and it was late so the road was pitch black. We were split up into two cars and I was driving behind the person who knew where we were going. At some point my friend just starts speeding up annoyingly fast. I start complaining that I'm barely able to keep up. Suddenly she takes a sharp turn down a wooded area with only a vague trail. I try to follow, but I'm desperately trying to avoid the massive potholes in my tiny, not-fit-for-off-roading car. Meanwhile, the car in front of me is gliding down the path seemingly with no problems. I flash my lights for them to slow down, but nothing. I'm angry at this point, and I'm cursing my friend's name while my passengers sit in silent terror. We finally make it down to a real road, but my friend's car is nowhere to be seen. It was like it vanished out of thin air. Again, the area is pitch black, so if there's any source of light, we would be able to see it. So we're lost, and I try to call, but we don't have a cell signal. We drive for about 10 minutes before we reach them and find them and are finally guided to the cabin. I mentioned to my friend about how annoyed I am that she took a dangerous off-road path without warning us and then just disappeared. She then gets a really weird look on her face and says, What are you talking about? You guys were right behind me, and then suddenly... You just turned off into the woods. We had no idea where you went, and we were really worried. Apparently, she had been on the road the whole time. No one knows who the truck was, where they came from, or where they went. The never saw the car pull out between us or saw us get broken up. The three people in the car were confident that the truck that we saw lead us down the woods was my friend's car. Everyone else in the other car assured us that we were on the road the whole time. To this day, none of us know where that car came from or how they snuck in between the two cars without six people realizing it. That's weird. Yeah. It's like a ghost car took them on a dangerous path.
1: Hmm.
0: And this is my last one. In the summer, I sometimes volunteer as a cabin leader at a summer camp for youth, some of whom are troubled. Last summer, we had a kid who got random fits of rage, and he would take it out on anything he could. We later found out that he had hidden his meds from the staff nurse because he came on a bus without any guardians. Obviously, this withdrawal had a major side effect. His fits started to get more and more extreme, and one day during the daily nap time, he erupted at full force and started breaking everything he could and ran out of the cabin, as I was sadly the only person there at the time due to a staff meeting that was occurring. I called another cabin leader who was in the cabin next to ours, and he ran out to find the camper because at this point my whole cabin of about 10 kids were panicking and worried, so I felt uncomfortable leaving them alone. During and after the fit, a few of my heavier sleepers stayed asleep, and about five minutes later one of them woke up crying and screaming. Most young boys have a sort of pride issue with crying in front of other boys their age, so he asked me if he could talk to me alone on the porch of the cabin. I agreed and walked out telling the other campers to try to go back to sleep. He ended up telling me that he was having a nightmare about a skeleton. He didn't say much else about the dream because it, that wasn't the bad part. The bad part was that he ended up describing to me what was essentially sleep paralysis. I told him about it and he had no idea what it was and he was begging me to call his mom to come get him because he felt, he felt something was there that was trying to get him. I ended up researching sleep paralysis with him and showed him everything I could to assure him that nothing was out to get him and explain the science behind it. Here's where it gets weird, and it still freaks me out to this day. We later had a staff meeting for those who missed the earlier one, and I found out that while all of this was happening, another boy's cabin and a girl's cabin on the other side of the camp each had a camper wake up with sleep paralysis, both describing different nightmares both having to do with a skeleton. I also later found out that the cabin's leader, who had gone looking for our runaway camper, had found him in the grove of trees talking about, uh, talking what he called gibberish, and he was hitting a stick against a tree. We called his parents, who explained his situation in more detail, and we found out about him hiding his meds, and we got him calmed down, and the rest of the week went smoothly. After he left, we ended up finding a small drawing pad we had seen him using throughout the weeks with very strange drawings in it. uh, Nothing looked like anything. There wasn't anything graphic or anything about them that was threatening, but for some reason, it just seemed unsettling to us all. Almost like the drawings extremely young children would do when they scribble, we called his parents and we offered to ship it to them, but they said he didn't want it. A more skeptical cabin leader ended up burning it because of the situations that had happened in the week. I don't really get scared by supernatural stuff, but this was honestly the weirdest and scariest thing that I've ever seen in my entire life, and I wouldn't even believe it had I not witnessed it myself and the horror in everyone's faces that was involved. So three separate campers, three separate cabins, all had sleep paralysis at the same time, Involving a skeleton.
1: What does the kid going off have to do with anything?
0: I don't know. I mean, unless it all happened at the same time. You know, they're just saying, like, all at the same time, all this happened, which was hmm. weird.
1: Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Those are my for the week. Guess that means it's time for the Winnie Wrap Up.
0: Yay, Winnie Wrap Up!
1: So these are just funny tweets. Okay. So today I was looking at a girl because she had a piece of lettuce in her hair and she looks at me and said, I have a boyfriend. Okay, lettuce head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I saw this video on YouTube. This um, this guy was pulling, like, you know, he's driving down the road and he was pulling up to this Jeep that had the um, gas Thing in it and like the, uh. the hose was dragging <laughs> oh and this guy pulls up and he's honking and the girl rolls down her window she's like i have a boyfriend and drove off he was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> <He> was <laughs> like
1: <laughs> well okay women understand this yes yeah yes it's not as as bad as what guys think?
0: Yeah, because, because people you do have to deal do, with that. You do,
1: just like Jerry
0: Seinfeld says. When when guys guys have nothing, no more ideas, so they just start honking. Yeah, and they're. I mean, yeah, the girls have to
1: really pay attention to that kind of stuff. Last time I hooped in more gym, I was guarding a dude with no socks on, and he did a spin move and a smash McDouble fell out of his pocket. What? So this guy was playing basketball. Okay. In Moore's in Moore Gym. Okay. He was guarding a dude who had no socks on. And when he did a spin move, a smashed McDouble fell out of his pocket.
0: From McDonald's? Yes.
1: (laughs) So a hamburger basically fell out of his pocket.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. That's hilarious. Who keeps a hamburger in their
1: exactly.
2: pocket?
0: <laughs> That's actually really really funny because I was I was with like friends and I had forgotten cuz you know I was it was a long time ago I had two very small children and you know mothers mm. you find everything in your purse. I was literally like drinking with friends one night and I found a McDouble in my purse. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, I have a hamburger in my purse. And everyone made fun of me
1: for it. So I feel for that guy. <laughs> well, for some reason, I doubt he had little kids. Yeah, you're um, right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. When I was seven, I had a crush on a girl in my class and didn't know how to deal with it. So I wrote her a letter that just said, get out of my school.
0: <laughs> Perfect. That will totally get you a date. <laughs> He was seven. Oh. <laughs> That's
1: hilarious. Get out of my school. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My dentist asked his assistant to suction the water out of my mouth, but I thought he was talking to me, so I sucked his finger. I'm
2: notified. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God.
1: What?
0: (laughs) You know what? Like, the places your brain goes, sometimes you're just like, okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. My three-year-old daughter made her first pun today, and I almost cried. She was eating an apple and I asked her if she liked apples. She said, (laughs) absolutely. small child
0: has a beautiful future yes. that is
1: so great Absolutely quick thinking and first of all i know a three-year-old that knows absolutely
0: oh my gosh i love that kid absolutely oh my god that is hilarious <laughs> i would have
1: cried <laughs> A few summers ago, I stopped at some kids' lemonade stand. As I took a sip, the youngest boy stuck his whole arm in the pitcher and stirred. Yummy. (laughs) Just a little extra for you. Get some sweat and some dirt.
0: Dirt under my fingernails.
1: (laughs) One time, my mom dropped her phone while she was talking to me, then picked it up and said, You okay? That is such a mom thing. It
2: is. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious.
1: My four-year-old didn't know what the meat thermometer was called, so she said "time knife," which is now what I'll call it until the day I die. Yes, (laughs)
0: that is. That is why a calculator is now a (laughs)
1: conculator
0: to me because of my children.
1: that's so funny this little girl I'm babysitting just asked me if I had a boyfriend and I said not anymore and she said boyfriends are a waste of time and then she turns to her brother and tells him you're gonna be a waste of time (laughs) that's so great (laughs) just so you know
0: it doesn't matter what you do
1: (laughs) when I'm bored I go around putting these stickers on paper towel dispensers They say, voice activated, say loudly, paper towel now.
0: That would be so fun. Oh my god! To put that in a bathroom and just stand outside the bathroom. Oh my gosh,
1: that's hilarious. I think my hot neighbor just saw me tell my plants to have fun as I put them outside to get some sun. So that's sick. a hot neighbor i know the house next door is for rent now oh maybe i'll get one maybe this is an up-and-coming neighborhood i I won't but whatever (laughs) (laughs) as long as they don't suck yeah exactly that's really all i'm hoping for (laughs) flex on your kids by shouting whoop there it is every time you find something and they looked for everywhere (laughs)
0: Well, Tyrant, that wouldn't that wouldn't work with Tieran because she insists that it's whoop count in. What? That's that's her misheard lyric. Oh. She's like, that is not what it says. She's like, oh. it says whoop count in. That doesn't even make sense. I
1: know. And I'm like, no. Of, have you seen the commercial? Oh. <laughs> what, the, um, what was it? Tag team telling the, the lady how to.
2: Vanilla rock your roll. It works
1: me up so much when the dad and the boy. I don't know. No, like he starts, starts dancing. I was so like, like, what? I'm out. This is not happening.
0: Chaka laka, chaka laka, chaka laka. I love that coming out. I know. It's... Well, we grew up in that and 90s
1: big that was a
0: great song that's on my playlist i love it i
1: love it my six-year-old son just asked me how i know his name i'm not in the mood today (laughs) (laughs) that's great
0: i wonder where he heard that
1: yeah do not taste the dog and other things i never expected to say a parenting memoir oh yeah that's um also very
0: true for podcast memoirs too oh we say things a lot that I never thought I'd say.
1: Especially with the Would You Rather. Oh, yeah. Four-year-old. Mom, was I in your tummy? Me? Yep. Four-year-old. Who's in there now? Me? No one. Four-year-old. Then why is it so big? My husband? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's a four-hour-long conversation you don't want to start. <laughs> And my last one. My son got his license and I'm terrified, but totally okay if he wants to drive to McDonald's and get me a McFlurry. <laughs> that is so true. Yes. It is so true. When Peyton got his license, I was like, No I really want a hey, McFlurry um, though. Want to, go to, to Hux and get me some candy. Just be so careful. Just be so careful. <laughs> well, in my defense, Hux is like two seconds away he could True. walk there yeah which he's done before but still
0: if you wanted a mcflurry he'd get you a McFlurry. yes he would <laughs> that's all i got all right well thank you guys so much for listening again we appreciate it so much uh great review subscribe wherever you listen we still need your stories please please send in anything you got we'll take it Podcast at gmail.com And we will talk to you next week. Oh, wait. Look us up on Facebook. Ask to join the group. And we'll talk to you next week.
2: Later. Bye. Okay, first one. My college roommate used to work at this chicken restaurant called Chicken Express. We would go eat at a location close to campus, this was not the location that he actually worked at, pretty often because it's delicious. One time he tells me, hey man, when you order the tenders make sure you say shibby shibby after the order. That's the code to tell them that you work at Chicken E and they'll hook you up with like 20 chicken tenders. Maybe it was wishful thinking or just plain stupidity, but I totally believed him. We drove through the drive thru and he was in the back seat. The conversation with the employee went like this. Um, I'll have a num- uh, two number ones with mashed potatoes, shibby shibby. Okay, two number ones with mashed potatoes and what was the last thing? Shibby shibby. I'm having trouble hearing you, a what now? Shitty, shibby? Sorry, <laughs> I have no idea what you're trying to say. You wanna pull around? <laughs> At which point I look back and see my friend almost turning blue, from so i trying in his laughter. He totally lost it and I just drove off. <laughs> oh my god, that was great. <laughs> There's no way I'd be able to be in that backseat, not just whacking up. No, even the first shibby, I lost it. I totally lost it. to a coworker, but I cringed for her. She sent an email to her staff that I was supposed to read, I'm taking a sick day. Instead, she wrote, I'm taking a dick day. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get one of those? <laughs> looking on a dick a day? day? <laughs>